0: Thank you. So hello, everyone. I have a very special guest with us here today. His name is Jeff. And Jeff is a co-founder of a very special um, group or, I guess, curriculum for kids. And before I introduce, we'll actually have him come in and start talking. I just want to give you a little bit of a background on this. Um, this is a through K-12 character education curriculum. Um, it's actually for America's youth. And it's being introduced to schools across the country. And I'm going to have Jeff go ahead and talk a little bit about himself first before we talk about the Positivity Project. So, hey, Jeff.
1: Hi. How's it going?
0: Good. Thanks for coming in today. And I wanted to hear about you and your background.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I actually grew up uh, nearby where we're located now in upstate New York, Um I played sports growing up and got recruited to play lacrosse at West Point in 2000, which is when I graduated from high school. Um, So that was obviously pre-9-11. And when I was a sophomore, 9-11 happened. So that's when we all knew that we'd be going to war. Um, And so we stationed at Fort Hood, deployed to Iraq twice, once in 2006 for a year, once in 2008 for a year, uh, and then went on to serve in the U.S. Department of State uh, in D.C. and Jerusalem. And then, you know, my wife and I were just talking, and the question was, do we want to live this international life or do we want to settle down here in the United States? And our decision was to settle down here. Um, And my co founder, Mike Irwin, and I, you know, he also went to West Point with me. He was two years ahead of me. He was stationed at Fort Hood and he deployed to Iraq once and Afghanistan twice. And he was getting out of active duty. And both of us wanted to continue to serve. So the question that we had was, how can we serve our country? What does our country need, and how can we help? And the positivity project was our answer.
0: So I, I think that's great. And first, let me just say I'm glad that you came back and you didn't do the international lifestyle because what you're doing here is a really wonderful thing. So I you know, everybody's going to be so excited when they hear about this. Now, you immediately knew you wanted to focus on America's youth, and I'm just curious what was it that that pulled you in that direction?
1: Well, it's actually funny. Um, we started just a Facebook page. So in February 2015, Mike and I started a Facebook page focused on character strengths and positive relationships. And our, our background in that was that Mike studied under Dr. Chris Peterson, who was one of the founders of the field of positive psychology. Um, and then Mike went back and taught leadership in psychology at West Point to cadets. And you know, we just started this Facebook page focused on character and relationships and a teacher that Mike had grown up with reached out and he said, we need the positivity project in my school. And he said, Mike said, well, it's not really built for schools yet. And he's like, well, whatever we need it. So he, he quickly put together, you know, what he would recommend them teaching like a character strength a week, just threw something together. They took it and ran with it. We went to visit in November of 2015. They've been implementing for one month and they told us, this is the best way we've ever taught character. You should bring this to schools across the country.
0: And that's fantastic. And I just really quickly for the listeners, um, what is the, the Positivity Project?
1: Yeah. So the Positivity Project is a K-12 positive character edu- education curriculum. And what we do, our mission is to empower America's youth to build positive relationships and become their best selves. And the way that we do that is we partner with pre-K to 12 schools across the country, and we equip educators with the tools that they need to teach positive psychology's 24 character strengths.
0: So it's so insightful. And I want to know who who came up with this, this mission and the vision of this, of this. you know, actually it started off as a nonprofit, but I'm just curious as far as the, the mission and the vision, you and Mike working on that together.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, we worked together. He was in North Carolina at the time, I believe, and I was living in New York City. Um, and you know we just we started with that one school, Morgan Road Elementary um, in Liverpool, New York. And then we just really studied what was happening. Mike was out there on the road um, trying to you know he's got a ton of enthusiasm, a ton of optimism. He's very inspirational when he gets up and speaks. And so he was traveling all over the country getting schools excited about this. So, and meanwhile, I was studying what worked at Morgan Road, talking to them and trying to build out essentially a curriculum and a strategy for us to bring this to schools in a really easy way for teachers to be able to implement without much prep time and in just a really short period of time during their day.
0: So I, as far as the the feedback from the teachers, because you've been at this for seven years now and and looking at curriculum, that's nothing, you know, that's still a baby. It's not very, you know, I guess not very many years into this, but it's, it's gained so much traction and the feedback you've gotten from the schools and the teachers has been tremendous. So as far as the teachers coming back with that one first initial school, and I'm assuming they're still working with you these years later. Yes. (laughs) So have you seen a lot of progress and differences in the curriculum?
1: So yeah, we built out the team. Um, We've got a curriculum manager now, um, Melissa Killingbeck. She was a former partner school principal out of Michigan. So she is full-time. She manages our curriculum team. We have two uh, resource developers at the secondary level. And my wife is actually our elementary curriculum developer. Um, So it's gotten way stronger than when it was just me because I wasn't in education. Um, I was building it out to the best of my ability. And My wife would often tell me what was good and more often what was bad, so I could change (laughs) that and and fix it. Um, But now we've got real professionals doing this work, um, and so our curriculum just keeps getting better and better.
0: Nice. So I always stress work-life balance. But I guess this is a great thing because it's something positive. You don't have to worry about the work-life balance. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, sometimes you still need to worry about it. <laughs>
0: so it sounds like you might be doing some brainstorming at night. <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> I'm trying not to. Yeah. Try to shut it down sometimes, but <laughs> it's tough.
0: I, I hear you. So, as far as yeah, looking through it and looking through the website, um, one of the big str- the big things that I noticed that you stress is respecting one another. And you know, in today's world, where I feel like our differences are so magnified, um, you know, has this been a, a difficult lesson to teach, or how do you see children responding to it?
1: Yeah, I think people really embrace it. Um, children and educators. And I think people in general, they they embrace it. I think a lot of things get amplified now. Um, and it's just easier with social media, with the internet. Um, there's clickbait and you try to get people's anger up. And you know that's what gets clicks. That's what is monetized. Um, but I think people really do want to respect one another and they do want to build those positive relationships. It's just, I think, more difficult now.
0: Yes. Um, do you think that it's And I think I've always been under the mindset that, you know, people are good and always believing that, um, you know, seeing the children gravitate to this, it just must be so intuitive for them, you know, rather than having gone through the changes that the culture is experiencing and the negativity out there, do you see a difference, um, like with the social media channels before and after, you know children might have their iPhones, um, because you are you know getting you're teaching children in elementary school versus middle school and high school. Do you see a difference there at all?
1: So, um, I mean, I think to your point, kids do want this, and I think adults want this too. Um, they want to focus on building positive relationships with one another. Um, from a social media standpoint, you know we we share a lot on social media. Um, obviously not young kids, younger than middle school aren't on it. And a lot of times parents don't want their middle schoolers or high schoolers on it as well, which is completely understandable. Um, but we do see people posting more positive messages, posting about what the character strengths are, um, videos showing perseverance or bravery and really just identifying the positive rather than the negative.
0: I love that. So I guess this is a good segue into explaining some of the virtues, and then um, how you you also can talk about the curriculum, the characteristics that that you um, emphasize.
1: Yeah. So um, so there's a book called Character Strengths and Virtues, and that book is 800 pages long. Um, it was co-authored by Dr. Chris Peterson, who was Mike Irwin's co founder or Mike Irwin's uh, mentor and thesis advisor at the University of Michigan and Dr. Martin Seligman, who was one of the founders of the field of positive psychology. And Chris Peterson led a team of, I believe it was 40 PhDs over a three-year period to understand what character was. That was their question. What is character and how is it manifested in our lives? And they, they read through ancient philosophical texts, religious texts. They, they read all the way up through Pokemon cards. And what they wanted to know was, what is character? And how does it present itself in individuals and in societies? And they found that there were these 24 character strengths that cut across cultures and have existed throughout time. And they then classified these 24 character strengths under six virtues, such as courage and temperance and wisdom.
0: Okay. I mean... In all of this, we're going to, in our show notes, we will have examples um, or we're going to actually give you a lot of details and we actually have some exciting things to talk about a little bit later. Um, But I did want to also focus on, you also uh, make an emphasis on relationships and I wanted to ask why relationships?
1: Yeah. Well, I think intuitively we all know that relationships are so important to our health and our happiness and our well-being. Um, but the research also bears that out and, you know, we have a bunch of research that we cite on, on our website, but, you know, two specific studies that, that really stand out to me are the Harvard study of adult development, um, and another study out of Harvard about the developing child and the Harvard study of adult development is an ongoing 70 or 80 plus year study. Um, Dr. Robert Waldinger is currently the director. And it started in the 1930s with Harvard sophomores. Expanded in the 1970s with some of the poorest teenagers in Boston. And what they wanted to know was what keeps people healthy and happy across their lives. And a lot of the the men when they first started thought it was wealth and achievement and fame. And obviously, you need a baseline of wealth. You need a baseline of achievement to feel like you're doing something. Like those are important. But what they found was that positive relationships and that strong quality of relationships is what kept these people healthy and happy across their lives. So that's that's the first one. The research bears that out. And the second one, specifically with children, um, it was an interdisciplinary uh, group that had a question. They said, why do some children show resilience despite exposure to really stressful circumstances while other children don't? And what they found was that it was a quality relationship with an adult in their life, whether that was a parent or an aunt or, or uncle or a coach or a teacher, it was that relationship with an adult in their life. And that helped them get through these really stressful times. So when you talk about relationships, we all know that relationships help us get through tough times. i I learned that in Iraq. I learned that with uh, my kids when they were sick in the hospital, when they were babies. Um, you know, those, those relationships are just so critical and you can't quantify how important they are.
0: Thank you. Um, thank you for that. And I guess that, that is, you know, one of the core ways the model works. Um, but for, you know, potential parents out there or teachers, um, can you explain a little bit more about the model um, of the curriculum?
1: yeah, so we've developed it to be really easy for teachers to teach um, because we know that teachers have more on their plates than ever before. And we know that it's only increasing um, since the pandemic and you know virtual teaching and and all those things. Um, so it's literally daily fifteen minute lessons that where the slides are completed for the teachers ahead of time so there's very little to zero prep time that teachers need for that baseline understanding of teaching a character strength during the week so it's typically follows a model of understand engage and reflect with that character strength each week so for example for perseverance week you might watch michael jordan play through the flu for three minutes and you know a little compilation of that game with a voiceover And then there's questions that the teacher asks the students about the character strength of perseverance, what they just saw in the video. Um, So that's done for them. And then there's an activity that teachers can read off the whiteboard and say, all right, get up out of your seats. Let's do this activity on perseverance. And then at the end of the week, they reflect on it in a reflection journal. They write about what they've learned. um, And then the following week is the next character strength. So again, it's just really easy for teachers to teach that baseline model.
0: So, and and I did ask this, and just so everyone knows, um, the nice thing is every year, each of those characteristics kind of gets a reboot. So you get to teach it in a new way the next year.
1: That's right. Every grade level has differentiated lessons. Um, So from every grade from pre-K to 12, it's different. We've also got project-based learning. Um, We expanded out to families. We have P2 for families that follows a 113 model one quote, one video, and three questions because we really believe in the importance of parents with expanding this to you know, the students' homes. Um, we've got electives for middle school and high school that we're piloting. So we keep building out more and more, but that that baseline is just really easy for teachers who want to start it and, and have that impact right away.
0: I love that. Um, so I did in reading some items, I was looking at the other people mindset and this is really promoted and pushed. And I I love this because I feel like in today's world, we are so focused on self and we don't often pause and try to put ourselves in someone else's shoes. It's just not, I remember doing this as a kid and I just remember it almost gradually. So everyone knows I'm in my fifties Um, but I, I kind of saw the evolution a little bit here. And I remember, you know, I was in my mom's, my mom was driving her van was passenger and this gentleman person pulled in front of us. And he was, it was like one of these big whale tails, the Porsche whale tail. And I remember his bumper sticker said like the, the person with the most toys when they die wins some stupid bumper sticker like that. And I remember thinking at the time, like, ew, like yuck. As a kid, but I really felt like going into the '80s, like that was the mindset. Like you know, it's what you're achieving and what you're getting and how much are you making, and that's all that mattered. And I I remember I didn't have that feeling. Okay, yes, I was younger. Just even the decade before, and you've I've watched this kind of happen more and more. So I was really excited to see that this is something that you really talk about to your kids. And I was hoping you could talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah. So the other people mindset originated from a phrase by Dr. Peterson. And what he said is that he could sum up positive psychology in just three words. Other people matter, period. He said anything that builds relationships between and among people is going to make you happy. So our question was: okay, how do we operationalize that statement? Other people matter. How do we make it something that kids and teachers understand what it looks like and sounds like. And so we have five elements and each of these elements is taught alongside the 24 character strengths over the course of the year. And these elements are identifying and appreciating the good in other people, knowing that my words and actions affect others, supporting people when they struggle, cheering their successes, and probably most important today is being present and giving others my attention. It's just harder and harder to do that today.
0: That definitely it definitely is. Um, I have an area here where, and I don't want to, because you have six virtues on your website, and then the characteristics come off of the six virtues. But just for the for the listener, um, I would love for you to kind of describe how one of these virtues, how it's essential for us to thrive um, in, just thrive as human beings, and and be very successful in, in society and helping. Our society grow in a positive way.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think the the virtue of courage, which includes bravery and perseverance and integrity, is really important. Um, you know, I think you need to you need to face your fear your fears. Um, we all do, and do things that are difficult or scary, um, and and know that it's okay to be afraid. You know, bravery isn't ignoring fear; it's not being not afraid it's being afraid and having the courage to go and do something anyways. Um, Same thing with perseverance, right? Perseverance isn't just doing something normal. It's wanting to quit and then pushing through and pushing yourself harder. So, you know, these character strengths, they're not about ignoring the negative. It's about what can you do in any situation to make it better.
0: So thank you. Um, One thing that just knowing that the schools out there, um, there's a lot of schools that are, you know, helping kids through a very difficult time. Um, You know, I know that mental health, just with the pandemic, has been very, very hard on a large um, population or a large number of people. And I just wanted to talk about quickly the social emotional learning standards that you've implemented or aligned with, with this program.
1: Yeah. So we, we align with social and emotional learning standards. And a lot of states have those now. Um, you know, New York has social and emotional learning standards. So does Michigan. Um, and we align with all of those. And there's the CASEL list. So we're not on the CASEL list. We you know classify ourselves as positive character education, but we do align with those standards. So when schools are looking for a social and emotional learning curriculum, the positivity project definitely aligns with those and and with their focus areas.
0: when people hear about this and they hear about the project the the positive the positivity project do you find um you know as far as getting the schools on board because to me this is like this is a movement it's the potential of a movement it's something we have needed for a long long time so i'm just curious i know that You have a goal this year, and the goal is 2,000 schools. Um, I wanted to kind of ask you where you're at with that and just all of everybody out there listening, how we can help them meet this goal.
1: Yeah. So we set that goal years ago. We wanted to reach 2,000 schools by 2022 and 10,000 schools by 2030. Um, Right now, we are at 757 schools. And so our team is working hard to figure out how we can triple the number of schools this year to get over 2,000. Um, We grow primarily through word of mouth. So if you look at the pockets of schools, it's upstate New York, it's the Central Corridor in California, Fairfax County, Virginia, Raleigh, North Carolina, and Eastern Michigan. And there's really pockets of schools because educators are telling each other about it, parents are telling each other about it, because it works. Um, And so really that's that's how we grow is word of mouth
0: so as far as you know maintaining or i guess creating a positive school environment and then maintaining that i mean that can be very challenging obviously in in the best of times and this has been quite the struggle so you know educators and teachers are there's a lot of stress there's a lot going on right now how how easy is it for them to get help if they do need help and do you have coaches or staff who will Get online with them or go visit the school.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, our support is honestly world class. Um, we're typically back in touch with anyone who reaches out asking for support um, within one to two hours, and so we've got people who are just going to hop on a Google Meet if someone needs to talk through something technically, or you know, if they want to talk through the curriculum and how to best implement. We can also send trainers out to buildings if a school wants a trainer to come there. Um, But we're always there very quickly to answer any questions that educators have because, you know, that's the most important thing, making sure that the implementation in each of our 757 partner schools is as strong as it can be.
0: So families and, you know, families are there to help back up the educators. That's always been my philosophy. So, you know... The educators there, I'd always encourage the teacher to call us if they needed us. Um, this program, you all have set up something very special where the program can actually follow the student home. And I wanted you to also talk about that as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, we're big believers in the importance of parents and families with this education. Um, we designed the positivity project to be lifelong learning. It's not like a specific situation in the lunchroom or at recess. Now, obviously those things can play out with these character strengths, but this is really about how do you apply these character strengths now, but also for the rest of your life. So a huge part of that is how do we connect it to students' homes? And so we've developed P2 for Families. It's a hyperlink on our website and it's differentiated for grades pre-K to two, three to five, six to eight, and nine to 12. And it's just one quote, one video, and three questions for each character strength that parents can talk about at home with their kids.
0: That's beautiful. So you know we were we had lunch before we got on the podcast here, and I got to hear some really great stories. And I was hoping you wouldn't mind sharing a few um, just so people can hear the impact of what's going on in the schools that are that are taking part of this um, curriculum
1: yeah I mean recently we we had a really you know powerful experience going up to Potsdam New York um, up near the Canadian border, and there's a p two club at the high school level. So you know we partner pre-k to twelve and typically we're strongest at elementary school just because it's it's a very natural fit at that level. but the p two club at Potsdam High School they have done incredible things. It's a student led club they they have a couple faculty advisors, but the students are really leading this. and when the pandemic hit, they realized that some people couldn't afford food. They lost their jobs. So they put together a food market at the high school so that any high school student or really any student in the district and their families could get food. It was completely anonymous. So the students didn't know, the students in the P2 club didn't know who was receiving the food. Only I think two teacher advisors knew, but they had numbers. So it was an anonymous system. They set it up through Google Forms and a spreadsheet. They were packing you know, the food every week. Um, They ended up getting a $10,000 grant from the Kentucky Fried Wishes Foundation.
0: Wait, did they do this in one year? In one year. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. I don't want to interrupt you. Please keep going. It's amazing. No,
1: very impressive. And the Kentucky Fried Wishes Foundation found out about them because the owner of a local Kentucky Fried Chicken said, hey, you should really look at this organization and what they're doing for the community. So they've got support from now the Kentucky Fried Wishes Foundation, from the local KFC, the local Tim Hortons, the local Dunkin' Donuts, the Subaru dealership, um, Laval Trucking, which goes across the border in Canada. And they've got support from all these local organizations, and they're supporting the students in their school. And they've also expanded that support to local senior citizen centers. And so they are also bringing food to local senior citizen centers.
0: Okay. Okay. So I have to dissect this just a little bit because this amazes me. How many kids started? And then, because the the video, there's a fabulous video. We're going to share the link in the show notes. The video shows a room full of kids and they're coming before school. So how how does it even start? Like how how did they get this going?
1: So the P2 Club started there, it was a few years ago. And it was just a couple of students and their advisor, Dan Davis. And they talked about the character strengths. They've got the p two shield, and they just focused on what good things they could do around the school. like, for example, during Finals week, they had a hospitality room where kids could come in and they could you know get food and drinks and just relax a little bit. Um, they started a remember everyone deployed program within the school, um and they've they've done work with uh, Fort Drum, which is close by. They've had soldiers come in talk about how to properly dispose of American flags. Um, they're going to do a veterans breakfast next week. So they have all these different subcommittees and they're all student led. Wow. So the, this specific one though with the food market, it started during the pandemic and they've built this whole thing out. They're partnered with the Central New York, uh, the Food Bank of Central New York. Um, they get the shipments from there and then they give out the food to people in the community who need it.
0: So going up there and meeting these kids, um, not kids, young adults talking to them. Did you ask them what what they were thinking about the future? Because really you're making you're making another generation of leaders and people who will be giving back and thinking and problem solving. And I'm just curious, are you kind of not tracking them, but are you watching to see kind of what their what their ideas are moving forward?
1: Yeah, they um I mean they're they're incredible leaders. They're incredible leaders in their community. And they want to continue this when they go to college. They're starting an alumni uh, P2 club wow. within Potsdam to you know come back. And I think they're going to have a board to provide advice made up of local community members and former P2 club members from the high school who are in college. Um, this is very much a community-focused organization. And in addition to, obviously, all the great work that they're doing, they're also building really good friendships, which is goes right back to P2. We're all about relationships and friendships. And so they're building these relationships. They're building these friendships out while doing this really important work to help their community.
0: Okay. It's impressive. Everybody has to, has to take a look at this. And now that one, I'm assuming, and I should not be assuming, it just, they may have had a director or someone behind it or how involved were they? the the teacher or the advisor the teacher advisor
1: yeah i mean dan davis is involved he's there every morning or every um every week for their 6 or 6:30 6 a.m. meeting um but it's the kids who are leading it you know the, so he's he's absolutely involved and you know, he is spearheading a lot of things and he's got a lot of relationships with people in that community, um, which is huge for that club. And there's other advisors as well. And they've got the support of the superintendent and the high school principal and all of that. But the students are the ones leading all of these different clubs within the P2 club.
0: That's fantastic. So looking at the, the the elementary programs that you have, do you have um, a story or two that you can share with the elementary kids?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, so our first year uh, with Morgan Road Elementary, it was funny. And, and this was just a, a real good indicator that it was working. Um, a third grade teacher told me that a student came in from recess and he was bummed. He had his head down and she said, what's wrong? He said, well, the kids are upset with me. She said, well, why are they upset? What'd you do? And he said, well, I guess I was bragging after I beat him in basketball. I guess I could be a little more humble. And humility is one of the 24 character strengths. And so that's one of the quieter strengths too that you typically wouldn't recognize. And there's a third grader saying, I could have been more humble after we won the basketball. game." Nice.
0: That's perfect. So did she make that a teachable moment and talk about it in class? (laughs) Uh,
1: I I would think so, (laughs) probably. Um, You know, it it, it was really cool. And even that first year hearing a a second grade student, um, we went and, you know, we interviewed parents and teachers and students and a second grade student talking about all the character strengths that she saw in the movie Zootopia. And then her mom was like, oh yeah, she she wouldn't stop talking about all the character strengths she saw in Zootopia, right? <laughs> so you knew it was resonating. You knew yes. what they were learning was actually resonating, staying with them, and they were applying it to life outside of school.
0: Oh, that's great. So as far as the parents being held to a new set of standards, I bet that that's happening too.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, we have heard that a couple of times, um, like at Lincoln Lincoln Elementary in Pittsburgh, where uh, Dr. Virginia Hill was telling us that some of the kids were like, you're not practicing self-control. You know, you gotta you gotta use these character strengths. And <laughs> I'm sure that's a little frustrating sometimes. I know I get frustrated <laughs> if my four-year-old told me that.
0: Oh, I love it. I, I tell my son all the time he actually teaches me something new every day. So I guess I'm I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as anything, because I I try to find the right questions to really give an idea of how great this program is. Um, Is there anything here that I may have missed or not given you enough to like answer or or think about?
1: No, I mean, these were great questions. I think, you know, really just our focus is always on getting better and we're building out our team. We're trying to support schools as much as we can. Mm -hmm. We're always building out new resources or easier ways for teachers to access these just because we know how much is on teacher's plates today. Um, and same thing with parents. You know, we really believe in the importance of parents in this education. And, you know, we, are, we, we want them to be involved in this. And so this is a lifelong learning process um, and that we think is really important for the future of our country.
0: Absolutely. So when I heard about this and the Positivity Project and knew I would have a chance to meet Jeff, I was very excited and I jumped on it. Um, I'm the type of person that I don't know who a movie star is or the name of a band or anything like that. But like, to me, you are a rock star, superstar. So you bring sparkle to the world and I love it. And, um, just thank you for doing all the good work that you're doing and making a difference. Well, thank you. Yep. Thank And thank you for being today, on from the basement up. Em, are you there? Yes, that was great.